Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Bodies podcast. We're glad that you're with us yet again as we step into this big conversation of remarrying. Before I move forward, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen into last week's conversation. Even with the sound quality, it still got some awesome feedback and people are listening to it. So thank you. You guys are incredible. So awesome to see that regardless of what the imperfection may have looked like, you're still getting value from it. That's our intent. Today's conversation, as we're going through this journey of remarrying. So no, Lord and I are not going to another ceremony. We're just equipping ourselves. We're taking a look at the people around us that have had a long, uh, a lifelong relationship, specifically married relationship. And we're seeing what are they doing differently that's allowing them to withstand any uh, storm that comes into their experience because that's inevitable. Throughout this journey of equipping ourselves, we found what was called the EXO Conference. And the EXO Conference was um, a thousand people about who were in a room for two days, really exploring how do we build a relationship based on faith and how do we allow the faith to really move forward in the relationship that we're having. Now, if you're not married, this conversation is still for you because relationships is what makes life, life. So you may not be with a married couple. However, you probably have a spouse. Maybe you have a friend. Well, that is a married couple. Maybe you have a friend. Maybe you have a coworker. Maybe it's even with yourself. In today's conversation, we're exploring three key things that we got from the conference that we're still integrating and marinating in. Number one, how do we identify our strengths and leverage our weaknesses? Number two, how do we communicate effectively, not emotionally? And number three, how do we keep the bigger picture in mind and the impact that it has? As we step into relationships, it's really key that we bring alignment. That way we can actually move forward powerfully. So we're really glad you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Awakening Bodies podcast. I'm really glad that we're having this conversation, uh, especially after the past weekend that we had. We had a really epic weekend, um, and we'll go deeper into it. Today, we're going to explore what it takes to continuously dance in the movement of marriage. It is a dance, and I'm not sure if you know how to dance, but everybody steps on somebody's toes at, point, at some point in time. I've done it before. I've took your nail off before Yeah, dancing. let's not talk about that. <laughs> different time, different time. <laughs> so marriage being a dance, there, it, there are things to follow there are ideas to look into there's places to be committed to so i'm really grateful um anything from you as we kick it off yeah so we've been married for about two and a half years not even two and a half no it's been three years what are you three. Talking about? Oh yeah three gosh. years september 12 2023 girl come on well oh, it's hysterical or did we get as, married as i was saying that i was like wait this is not correct three like almost three and a half years kind of Three years in a month. Anyway. <laughs> wow, yeah, time. Uh, it's such an interesting thing. Hysterical. Well, and I get the confusion because we're technically not married at the moment. Well, no, officially we're married, but based on what we created, we're not married right now. Okay, so <laughs> let's, to, let's so, yeah, let's to bring some context to this, I believe we might have talked on this the last one. Yeah. So Sebastian and I, when we decided we were going to get married, we definitely did some due diligence on prepping ourselves, but not to the extent I wish we have taken. Um, we're obviously in different standpoints as a married couple right now, and we have different values and different outlooks. Um, so, and I feel like that might change in every different chapter, every different sure. year. Yeah. It might be like, oh, I wish we did this or X, Y, Z. But we're in the midst of creating something really exciting in regards to relationships. And I felt like it was appropriate for us to go through almost like another initiative, like really stepping into this place of um, 
diving deep within our relationship, almost as if we were going to be getting married for the first time. Mm. And so 14 days ago now, it's been two weeks, which is crazy to think about. Um, Yeah, we decided to quote unquote, get remarried. (laughs) And for family and friends out there, we're not literally getting remarried. Oh my gosh, my father called me last night. He's like, so like, what? (laughs) You guys are not telling us, but you told social media, like, where are you guys getting married? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I wonder how many people actually We got to clear it up. Yeah. Somebody also said something around that, so. Yeah, we're not like going to like a chapel and like getting remarried. This is simply just a, a, a initiation, initiation. Yes. yeah, for us to really go through to deepen our foundation. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, with that being said, it's amazing when you have the Holy Spirit come to you and place a seed in your heart, mm. right? Because as we were working on this project, the seed got placed into my heart of like going through these next 30 days and during that time that we said that 30 days after like when we would quote-unquote be getting remarried it would actually be our dating anniversary which was his 11 11 so just the fact that that happened was so beautiful and on top of it sebastian mentioned you know we have people who we look up to in many different areas of our life i know we've talked about role models before on our podcast but we really don't have people as role models in our um, relationships. And, and it's it's role models in the way in which we're look we're creating our life. Because I do have role models in relationships, but they just don't have the lifestyle that we have. They don't have the 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 end goal and the vision. And at least like when when I fast forward, I don't know anybody that is quote unquote older that I can say, okay, that's who I want to be like when I grow up. And I'm saying like directly connected, someone I can reach out to and I can connect with and I can have a conversation with and I can like go and sit down and I call with. Like, yeah, there isn't anybody that I know, which is really jarring to me, which is helping me really get out. Understand I got to get out of the box more out of literally the box, my home <laughs> <laughs> to go and meet people, people that are of high caliber in relationships, building businesses, multiple business owners, faith based family people. Yeah, so Sebastian brought this to my attention and I was like, yeah, that's actually a really good point. So I started, you just, I was on the treadmill and I'm just like, let me, I usually tend to try to like watch something when I'm on the treadmill. And I just like typed in, I forget exactly what I typed in, but long story short, I found this couple and I was really like vibing out to like how they were riffing off of like the, the, the topics that they were. And they mentioned this conference, but I couldn't like, hear it I like rewinded it like four different times and I'm like whatever I don't know what they're talking about but it was a marriage faith-based concert or a conference and then they said it again and it was the exo marriage conference and I was like I've never heard of that before so right then in there I looked it up and it just so happened that the following weekend they were hosting it in Lakeland Florida which is three hours away from us usually they bounce back and forth between Texas and here And the video that I was watching was from a year ago with this other couple. So I was like, okay, like this is... The couple that you found online. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I was was like, this is just divine timing. So let me, let's just look into it, pray about it. And long story short, we ended up going. (laughs) And how was your experience? Beautiful. I mean, the, um, the, the, the journey... The journey to get to the conference was awesome. Because again, the synchronicity of how we started to communicate and talk and explore to then have this perfect alignment of location and 
the people that you were watching, uh, again, faith-based couple doing something that we can aspire to do, living the life that we aspire to live, and then also being at the conference as speakers. And then for us to be able to go three hours later or, or a couple of days later, three hours away was beautiful. The, the event itself was everything that I honestly expected it to be. I mean, I, I really wasn't going with any expectations outside of a group of people that were faith-based, Christ-based, Christ-centered, who were exploring marriages and marriages from a biblical context, marriage from a grounded context. Not that anything else isn't grounded, but the grounding being within, especially, um, again, the Christian faith. Um, so it was really cool to meet a couple people, uh, get to know and understand different perspectives. Uh, for us, obviously, the our walk of, of faith, specifically biblical walk of faith, has been fairly new, relatively new. I mean, I'd say probably a year or so where we've actually been like digging into it and uh, using it as our North Star. So to be get in a room with people that are already there and doing it. And when I say already there, I there's nowhere to get to. I mean, all yeah. these couples were all talking about how they're still dealing with stuff. And they all literally were sharing journeys that they're current that they're currently going through. So it's eye opening. It's cool because it's it's for me it's like a add a step of humility in realizing I'm thirty two years old, been married for three years together with you for ten. And here I have this couple that's been together for twenty five years. It's like, okay, there's so much to still experience. There's still so much to go through. So there's a lot of humility there. And then also a lot of excitement because, I mean, just being in that space and hearing these couples share their journey. And I just saw myself in a lot of them. I saw our journey in what they were sharing. I saw the vision, like the vision of me continuing to build up who I am in a married relationship with you in my faith to be able to support others and doing the same exact thing that they did for us, which is for me, give me clarity, direction, and guidance as to how to build a powerful relationship uh, based on faith and how to continuously do that for generations to come. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely eye opening, And um, so we not only have dove into the conference a bit, but we've also been diving into different materials, different books, different scriptures, which have just been a beautiful journey so far. And we just want to share like what we've been gaining and what we've noticed that really works within our relationship and how it can be a support to yours, whether you're in a married relationship, whether if you're engaged or you're simply just in a committed relationship as a couple or if you're single, yeah. something to um, consider as you are searching the waters. Yeah. And this uh, that's really powerful what you just said, because maybe some people tune out. It's like, oh, I'm not married or I'm single. I don't even have somebody to share this conversation with. But one thing that opened up for me this weekend is realizing that it's never too early for you to start to set down a strong foundation. Like you can't be too soon in putting in, in creating a, a a solid place for you to stand at in a relationship. In fact, the sooner that you set yourself on a powerful foundation as to who you are and who you're not, the more likely you're going to find that person sooner rather than later. And even if you don't find that person, at least you're, you'll be able to sift through who actually isn't aligned with you. Because I, I can say for myself, in my youth, there were girls that I chased, uh, which like looking back on it, they weren't necessarily who I am and, and, and what I'm about. But at the time, I didn't know who I was or who I wasn't. So anything really went. Mm -hmm. And really, it's like if, if you right now don't have a, a spouse or maybe you're dating and you don't know what you're going to do about marriage, that's okay. You don't have to be married for this conversation to be a support to you. In fact, a lot of what I gained this weekend was able to bring to Beyond Marketing yesterday. 
and sharing with the team that a business is just like a relationship. The, the innovation, the attrition, the retention, the revenue, the systems and processes look different, but it's still the end outcome. Right. So it doesn't matter where you're at. And I'm really excited because again, with what you, with what you were talking about before, the, this initiation that we're going through, these are like steps, right? An, an initiation makes something distinct. And for us in this current uh, season of our marriage, we're three years in with a massive uncertainty right now in our world. There's nothing that gives me more peace than knowing that we're on a journey together. We're chasing a wild goose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which goes hand in hand with like first steps. So yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is identify and leverage your weakness. Sure. And just also as a disclaimer, all of what I'm going to share is coming from this weekend's conference. This is like nothing new. This is not coming from me. I did not make this up. These are just takeaways that I got for myself that we'll have to just munch on and chew and share. <laughs> so identify and leverage your weaknesses and strengths, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a powerful one because, again, for me, I see how many times in my life, um, in my relationship, I've tried to step into a place of weakness as if it were my strength. And in that, I actually do myself a disservice. So like, for example, um, planning in the past, I was not good at. I would plan and I would not necessarily follow through on the plan. I would plan to be somewhere only for that time to be um, half hour, hour later. Um, even right now with finances, we do a lot of finances together. And I step into a place of finances uh, around, this is a big area that I'm breaking through, where you're organizing finance. You've been doing this for, for much longer than I have. I never really paid attention to finances. It was something that was just there. For you, you've been doing it for a while. So stepping into this place where it was a weakness was actually giving me and giving us a disservice. Instead of me focusing on my strengths, trying to focus in on my weaknesses to make them stronger, I leave the field. To be able to leverage our strengths allows us to be in our space where we are meant to be in, quote unquote. And I say quotes because we get to create that over time. There are going to be different strengths that we have in our, our, our partner and our, ourselves will have some weaknesses. The problem isn't in not having them. The idea isn't being aware of them. And from there, how can you leverage that? How can you make them work for you? Yeah, and the exercise that they gave was a profound exercise that I'm excited to do. We haven't actually done it yet. Mm. We've had conversations around it, but not in the not in the structure that they recommended to do it. So if you are, if you do have a spouse, it's creating a safe space and diving into two different questions. Yeah. And that's one, asking your partner, like, and having them answer, like, what are your strengths? And then the other person also sharing what they believe the other partner's strengths are as well. Mm -hmm. And then having the other person share their weaknesses. Yeah, so like you wanna you wanna be mindful of when you're talking strengths and weaknesses. We as humans, we get to we tend to get defensive, especially when we're talking about weaknesses. When someone is giving us accolades on our strengths, it's like, oh, yeah, look how good I am. But when it's the weakness side, it's typically the opposite. So even in this exercise, we're leveraging the idea, leveraging the idea of, hey, Lauren, what are my strengths? It's like you tell me what my strengths are. You're supporting me and seeing what you see in me that are that that are my strengths. 
you're you're this creates a level of of love of connection it's like i feel seen by you i know that you understand what my strengths are because you're literally telling me and then instead of me asking you hey lauren what are, what are my weaknesses it's like hey lauren here's my weaknesses and the idea with this is we're not allowed we're stepping outside of that possibility of being defensive and instead of asking the other person to give us weaknesses we're acknowledging our own weaknesses now the, the the other partner lauren wouldn't be like no that's not a weakness of yours like there's none of that we're just looking to to see where are we both at do we both see each other it's like oh you didn't say this weakness no we're not looking for that that's not what the point of the exercise is the point of the exercise is to own and embrace our own weaknesses as we acknowledge what they are and then also to be built up by the other couple as they share what our strengths are and again in this we're dancing we're dancing this this idea of marriage because we can either be building each other up or breaking each other down always and this is what i was saying before it doesn't matter if you're married or not you think you can also do that in the world in business with friends can you be building yourself up or breaking yourself down? Obviously, the answer is yes. So leverage. Leverage. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Have a conversation about it. And then see where one person fits better than the other. No shame, no guilt. Yeah. Which I feel like this one should have been maybe first, but creating a safe space of communication. Mm. Yeah, and this is where... I'm, I'm, there's one that relates with this as well as we keep going but that safe space you know this is really important in relationships this is really important that if we're going to have a conversation with somebody there is an understanding that there is no we're not coming at them to make them wrong this isn't an attack a lot of couples and again i'll speak for myself there's been situations when we've been having conversations and then one thing gets said and it's like a wall goes up that wall isn't necessarily uh, needed in that moment but it went up because I'm human my emotions riled up in fact as we were driving to the conference on Thursday night we were doing an exercise from one of the books that we're reading and one of the exercises was the the um, Lauren was asking me what I thought wow this is like full circle because it's very similar the exercise was Lauren asking me what I thought my uh, some changes of my character that I didn't like are rephrase that um so <laughs> the exercise wise was from the book lauren asking me what personality traits do i want to change that i don't like there you go <laughs> thank you backwards um now i and i told lauren after we did the exercise that what showed up for me in that moment was if it wasn't for the for the question coming from the context of a book meaning that it's going to support us in our marriage but if it was just like a random question out of nowhere i would have gotten defensive and that showed me with this uh, idea of creating a safe space that I'm still walking around from time to time with this shield up because Lauren if it, if she had asked me that question outside of the context of the book I would have taken it the same way that I took it on the drive up because it's like okay we're looking to find ways to transform our relationship and to continue to deepen our relationship to each other and ourselves so okay this is a safe space so for us it's to be really mindful of what are we bringing into this space are we bringing in shame are we bringing in guilt What's our tonality like? Is our voice tone saying different than what our words are saying? I know in the past, one word could have been coming out of my mouth, but a completely different meaning could have landed on the other side. 
And it wasn't because the other person was hearing some complete difference because the intonation, who I was coming from, what I was saying was not necessarily from a place of love. The words could have been L-O-V-E, but what could have been heard was H-A-T-E. So to create a safe space to like, hey, I'm experiencing something with you and that I want to bring to the table and I don't want this to cause any sort of challenge between us. I just want to share with you what I'm currently going through, not to change you, not to make you wrong, but just so you understand where I'm coming from. A simple way to frame creating a safe space. When you think of safe space, creating safe space, what do you think of? What becomes present to me is being committed to love. I found that in our relationship in the past a lot, and even still today, but more so in the past, whenever we were having a heated conversation or where things were kind of going down a sticky path, it would be very easy to allow other emotions to become wild in our container (laughs) Hmm. and not be committed to the sense of connection and love. And I think just with any different habit, I feel like it's, I I believe it's at our pure nature to be defensive and to stand for what we believe is right. And a lot of us, that's amazing that we can have that sense of, um, I don't know, I'm blanking on the word, but that sense of desire to really be true to what we believe. But we don't sometimes know how to communicate that in an effective way. Yeah. And so typically it might come out as like lashing out or wronging the other person. Or when when you, your blood starts boiling a little bit, you literally cannot think right. Mm-hmm. Right. You have a bunch of different hormones that are flooding into the system that are causing fight or flight. So even just your way of thinking is going to be altered. And so it's in these moments where we have the ability to break the pattern of what we typically do and change it for something that is going to be more supportive. Mm. For instance, like if you are in this space where like you're trying to set a container, but it's just like not working, like maybe it's time to like take a step back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like don't answer the question. Don't don't be throwing more um, fireballs into the situation and come down into a cool regulated state before you enter the conversation again so i think in order to create a safe space is going over each other's intentions like why are we doing this right now like what is the how what do i want to be heard how how do i want to be heard in this situation Mm -hmm. and communicating in using the i am Mm. terminology Instead of pointing the finger at you did this, you did that. Mm-hmm. It's like, because you did that, it I allowed myself to feel this way. Yeah. Like I am feeling annoyed. I am feeling bothered. When we take the responsibility of our own emotions, we take our power back. Mm. Because yeah, you could have done something that ticked me off. Yeah. But I allowed myself to feel that. Sure. And yeah, maybe there is some room for for growth and exploration on why you did that and Mm -hmm. coming up with a different agreement of to do that again Mm -hmm. but yeah it's taking that level of ownership i am and taking that time to step away when needed because it can also be so beautiful when you do create a safe space yeah 
and maybe even praying beforehand. No prayer can be the biggest tool. Like if you cannot hold your burdens, pass them on. So good. That's great. That's great. You think I, I, as you say that, I think about how it's such a subtle shift of like, I'm annoyed by this. Then like, you're so annoying for doing this. Mm. Like it, it's, it's really two words that change. I am, you are. But the whole dynamic changes. The dynamic of I'm, I'm sharing with you where I'm at instead of making you the villain and me the victim. Mm. And again, we're talking about dancing in this relationship of marriage or just dancing in relationships, period. If, if we're vilifying the other person, then we're going to be the victim. They're going to be the villain. When that is the case, how is that, how's that relationship going to show up? Is there going to be connection? Is there going to be love? You take that you're so annoying into I'm so annoyed because of, not because of you, I'm so annoying because this is happening. And then the other person doesn't feel defensive. In fact, and you'll be surprised if you've never tried this before, you take on that sense of ownership in a situation like that, and you'll realize that the other partner will be in a, in a different space. Look, they love you too. There's love, there's connection there. To the point though, there's emotions. Sometimes the emotions rile up and next thing you know, you're like an energizer bunny just trying to get your message out there. No. If the person takes ownership, if you take ownership, the other person's going to be more than likely in a space of understanding, maybe sympathy, maybe empathy and wanting to connect with you. They don't want to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads into the next point of communicate effectively and not emotionally. Yeah, perfectly. Yep. Right in line. They're two completely different ways to communicate yet even just sitting there when you're if you're listening like asking yourself like do you typically communicate effectively or do you communicate emotionally mm-hmm. i know some people out there might be like i do both and there's a way to do both as long as you're aware of it because like we know someone that when they get really passionate they get really loud for somebody from the outside that may show up as like whoa that person's upset no, that person's passionate. Mm-hmm. But even in that, there is a way for that person to channel that passion in a way that lands in a passionate way. Not in like, why, why are they angry? Sometimes they sound like they're angry, but no, they're just really fired up. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me think on just how the mere fact of relationships, they are, they tend to be the biggest hurdle, but they have the most rewarding aspects of life. When you say they, what do you mean? Relationships. Got it. Got it. Got it. Relationships, right? It's like we tend to think that when we go into a relationship or when we go into a marriage that everything is going to be perfect. Mm. But what is actually happening there, it, it is such a divine union where I believe we're placed in this situation where we're able to see the mirrors of our inner darkness at yeah. times. And it's almost as a space where things will come up, but it's there allowing us to move past it and heal, maybe even heal generational trauma that we've been through. Mm. And so many times people will just throw throw the flag in and say, I'm done because it becomes too much for them to try to work through. And I mean, I believe that we're all in relationships for a reason, for a season or a lifetime. But more times than not, like you are divinely 
orchestrated to be in the relationship that you are for specific reasons. And I feel like a lot of them is to for your own personal growth and development. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's so important for bringing back to point number one, leveraging your strengths and weaknesses. Because if your if your weakness is not to have is not having an effective conversation, but instead allowing emotions to roll through, well, okay, let me seek out someone that can I, that can support me. You know, there's there's so there's so much power in having somebody that is external, non biased mediate a conversation it's like they play the center role where they're any sort of anger any sort of miss any sort of contempt any sort of misunderstanding that person just plays as the listener that can open up clarity and as somebody is maybe really emotionally activated having somebody in the middle can really diffuse that and again we're talking about being able to communicate effectively and if you're all riled up and you're all passionate and passion is like not even the necessary proper word for it. But if you're just activated, like you're angry, you're upset, you're not going to be able to communicate the same message the way in which you normally would if you were calm, relaxed. And maybe you don't have that, those tools yet to be able to regulate yourself. Maybe you haven't taken up a practice where you can get present to, whoa, here's my, my palms getting sweaty again. My stomach's starting to, to turn. I'm feeling my breath started to get shallow. Okay, this means I have an emotion that's now running. Maybe you don't have that yet. That's okay. You don't have to. You can develop that level of awareness and that level of consciousness in time. But if that's not there yet, seek support. Seek support. I know that there's there's a couple of different people that I know personally who have gone through uh, therapy, couples therapy. And through that, they've been able to see a whole level of openness for them because the other person is not connected to their life. It's non-biased and if they are a well-trained person, they'll be able to really support in creating some space. They're not there to give you answers. And this is where a lot of people get the idea incorrect, where it's like, I'm going to go to a counselor or a coach or a therapist to give me answers. No, they're not there to give you They'll answers. support you in finding your answers. Correct. They'll create the space for you to be able to understand what are my truths, what are some new commitments, and what can I actually commit to? And as Lauren's sharing, if you're looking to explore some avenues for understanding regulating your nervous system um, I, we have an episode on regulating nervous system go on youtube and type in different ways to regulate my nervous system go out chat gpt and tell it to give you a couple exercises for it there's a lot of different avenues you can turn to the simplest answer is your breath our, our rational brain and our irrational brain cannot be turned on at the same time and our breath is the way in which the irrational brain turns off and we bring back the rational brain back online. So if you catch yourself going throughout the day with your spouse, with a teammate, with a coworker, even with yourself, and you're emotionally activated, you're not able to actually hear nor communicate, take a step back and take some breaths. And you can, again, like all of these move into each other because maybe you're all activated and you're having a conversation with somebody and you're like, oh, I'm going to go away because I can't be in this conversation. I'm just going to walk away. You got to be mindful to create a safe space in that. Lord, right now, what you're saying, I, I can't even understand what you're saying because I'm so upset. My emotions are, are controlling me. I'm not able to be present with you. Is it okay with you if I take a couple of minutes away on my own so I can bring myself back online? Because otherwise, if I was all upset and Laura was telling me whatever she's telling me and I just walked away, how do you think that leaves her? 
You think they're going to support the conflict that you're dealing with? No. But if instead you take ownership for where you're at and you communicate that, create a safe space, now you can go get yourself back online so you can come back and have an effective conversation, not an emotional conversation. And if you're someone who also, I feel like we've been talking a lot about like grappling within your relationship. However, I feel like it is a common topic and many people who do get married just think like everything's going to be perfect once I'm married and like I'm with my partner forever. But the truth is like that's when a lot of things really begin to surface. You're living together. I mean, nowadays people live together when they're dating, but there's, you know, so many other factors. Kids are in the play, work, life friends and relationship all that balance so things do become to the surface they get brought to the surface and it's important that if you are if you do feel like you're you're drifting away from your relationship the best way to really solidify the connection between one another is to build a friendship Mm. to go back to why you guys were dating in the first place and cultivate a sincere connected friendship with one another mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you laugh i laugh because this has literally been a question that i've been practicing going throughout the day today like when something happens okay what would a friend do and just the other day a couple power long was maybe like a week ago um i go to the gym and i say before i leave hey Lori, can you leave the door open i thought she would open the door she thought i would open the door unlock the door neither of us unlocked the door <laughs> so um, um, I'm leaving the gym, coming straight home. I have a game plan in mind as to what I'm going to do when I get home. The door's locked. Like, oh. And I'm about to get a massage, so and, 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 I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Lord is all zened out and about to enjoy her hour and a half experience. And here I am all upset. But the moment that happened, and all I got to do, by the way, I don't have to call a person to come in. Like, I don't have to. All I got to do is walk five minutes to the clubhouse to get the keys, the spare key. So it's not like really a big deal. But here I am again in my expectations and in, in my human suit, all upset about how dare she not unlock the door. We talked about it before we, before I left. There wasn't clear communication. I just thought you were going to unlock it and I wasn't going to relock it. <laughs> so. And I thought you were going to unlock it. <laughs> right? So like, again, this is where it, it, it's, it's I, I like that we can have this level of communication. But anyway, in that moment, as I was all activated, I'm like, okay, what would a friend do? It's like, oh, they would just go and get the key. Like, I wouldn't be upset at a friend for for not unlocking the door. It'd be like, oh, they're kind of silly for not doing that. But I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. And in that, it's like, okay, this is where this really supports is not holding so much. And it's really the expectations. What What I've learned so far through relationships is that whenever we get so close with somebody, the familiar now is like expected. And when it's expected, it's no longer a surprise. It's no longer spontaneous. And in that, those expectations can come into the picture. And if you're walking at anything with massive expectations, you're going to be let down. So it's, for me, a reminder. I can expect something, but I don't have to be attached to it. I mean, that's a full reference to last week's episode on expectations on attachments. In that, to be able to let go and to trust. Again, like this is where the faith part comes into the picture. Can I really let go? Can I really trust? Yeah. And so going back to just doing what you guys love to do, yeah. what you guys love about one another, you know, go for the walk, go paint, go, go take a long drive listening to your favorite music. 
reminisce about the past. You know, it's not that hard to reactivate that sense of friendship. We just, it might require some effort and some time, mm-hmm. but within that, you'll find a deep longing connection mm-hmm. where that will bring you guys closer mm. and then continue to nourish it. Another big tool and tactic that we have been doing for a while subconsciously, now doing it consciously, is stacking. Mm. Stacking the love, stacking the gratitude, stacking the appreciation. So what I mean by that is constantly just pouring life into one another. Mm-hmm. Saying when we really appreciated the other person doing the dishes or folding the laundry. I believe in relationships, it can become very routine. Yeah. And it's so easy to take one another for granted. But when we really can pull ourselves out of the mundane day-to-day, not even the mundane, but just the day-to-day in general, mm-hmm. and really acknowledge one another for the little things that they might be doing that usually go past our mind, that's when we really can begin stacking the love. Mm-hmm. And when that challenging situation, there's studies on this now too, but when that challenging situation does come up because there's so much love and appreciation and gratitude that has been stacked, that challenge may not be as detrimental as it would be without having all of that love stacked. Mm-hmm. And so it, even though it might seem kind of, I don't know, something that you wouldn't want to do or like they know I love them, I don't need to tell them. Like, just do it. Yeah. Because not only will make them feel good, but it'll make you feel good. And I was reading something earlier this week or listening to an audiobook. It's called Spiritual... Spiritual Marriage? Sacred Marriage. Sacred Marriage. And um, he talks about, and relates it within scripture, but when you do something for your partner, that is loving God. Mm. And so when you do do something, even if it's small, for your partner's happiness, that's serving God. Hmm. And if you're also on your spiritual path of like how you can get more connected and strengthen your spiritual practice, lean on your relationship. Hmm. Marriage is something that has been divinely orchestrated for a reason and it's talked all about through through in the Bible and different sacred texts. And so if you really want to deepen your spiritual practice, deepen the relationships that you have with one another. And especially in marriage, like you, one plus one doesn't equal two, it equals one. Mm-hmm. And so if you can continue to nourish your relationship in that way, not only will you grow together, but individually and spiritually. Yeah. Thank you for that. The, it's so easy for us to get caught up and focus on the negative or we forget we forget how much has been done to support. And this is where we were at a couple of uh, a couple of years ago now, I'd say, where <laughs> it's so funny. It always goes back to cleaning for me. Where always we would we would create agreements as to who was gonna clean what. And then we get done. And then I looked in one spot and I forget to and I would forget and not see all the other cleaners. I just see this one patch. And instead of me thanking for cleaning, like, hey, what happened over there? Now this, over time, imagine what that what that does to our relationship. Mm-hmm. It destroys it. It destroys it. And in that moment, when you can really be present to how much are you are you actually not seeing all of the good, but just focusing on the bad, it's like you're slowly adding dirt to a glass of water. 
Yeah. And what you focus on grows. Mm -hmm. So if you continue to focus on the negative of your relationship, well, you're doomed. Yeah. That's all you're going to see. Yeah. And that like, this might be challenging for some people because maybe there are things that they're dealing with with their significant other that's like, how dare they? I get that. For that, it's we got to really surrender and lose ourselves and let go of our righteousness, let go of being right, let go of that moral high standard that you have. Because if you don't give it up, then it's going to cost you a relationship. And now I also got to go here because I'm not saying that you just let your partner off the hook just because. There's a sense of agreements to be to, to take place. There's a communication. You create a safe space to have a communication effectively. And in that, you leverage each other's strengths and weaknesses. Because if you are in a relationship where something doesn't work consistently, you don't just walk away and say, okay, I got to be a friend. And a friend wouldn't care. And I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> but in that is a really romantic love. Is a really intimate love. And we're only three years into our marriage, 10 years into our relationship. So we're not like, we don't have a long time. I mean, it's a decade, so it's a pretty good time. But we've heard stories of people that are no longer in any sort of intimacy, but they're just there. And as I'm learning all this, I'm realizing that all of this plays into the picture. You want to increase your level of intimacy, focus on the positive, improve on, on your friendship. You want to create a deep level, a, a deep connected experience with the other person strengthen each other through leveraging each other's strengths and weaknesses it's an intentional walk of life <laughs> my stomach for those who couldn't hear that my stomach is making all these crazy noises I'm in the midst of doing a parasite cleanse so things are definitely moving around in there well, thank you for being here <laughs> Yeah, I will say my level of focus has been, uh, uh, I'm here. Yeah, I'm trying to be here as much as I can. Well, I appreciate you. And, and I appreciate and I acknowledge and I honor you for as you're moving through this, through this cleanse to still be here with us and having this conversation. Thank you. Yeah. And let's finish off with the last one. Yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah. Be in line with the, with, with a bigger vision. Keep the bigger picture in mind. And again, this this dies this directly relates and connects with what we're saying around friendship and around leveraging each other's weaknesses, creating a safe space, communicating effectively. Having a big picture in mind and focusing on that consistently will make the challenges that are gonna inevitably come up much easier to deal with. To what you were saying earlier, relationships doesn't mean that all the problems just go away and disappear. In fact, it's a beautiful thing and it's so confronting. You get so intimate and so close with somebody where you start to actually open up and things that were before to the side suppressed now start to resurface. So this individual that you're spending time with has given you such a safe space where things that were held back are now able to come up. If you don't have a big vision for yourself and your, and your partner and what you're looking for, if there isn't a long-term idea as to where you're moving towards, all of these speed bumps will become mountains. And then you won't want to get over them because who's going to want to climb over a mountain to be with the, in this relationship? When the vision isn't strong. When the vision isn't strong enough, correct. Thank you for finishing that up. So to really create a visual representation and to communicate and to create values, we have our dream board right over here. It's also in our bedroom. It's, that's intentional because we're human. 
and life is going to be life and challenges will come up. Breakdowns are not going to go away. No, they're going to come up regardless. You're now living, if you're in a married relationship or, or, or in an intimate relationship, you're now dealing with two people instead of one. And in fact, I'd say more because we are all each made up of multiple personalities that we, long conversation, I'm not going to go there. So having this big picture in place, really, really key. And to focus in on that, really important to communicate on that, to actively and consistently like speak about it. This is something that for us, I think we lost a couple of years ago, where when we first started our, our, our relationship, there was a lot of talk as to what we wanted to do, where we wanted to travel, the things we were going to be, and the, the things we were going to have. And then as that kind of withered away and it faded, there was no communication as to what vision, disconnect, big challenges, the small problems became huge mountains. And now we realize the importance of having this value of having a clear vision in place. And as we're here in this latter part, understanding what the contrast looks like, it's much more exciting to walk the day to day, knowing that you are both walking towards a similar vision. It doesn't have to be the same exact one, but it, at least it's similar. <laughs> the north star that you're following is actually leading you to a place where you can see yourself at for the long term. And if you're in a relationship, especially marriage, burn the boat. Burn the boat. There's no other thing that's going to work than this marriage. Like a lot of people get married only if. And if you're going into a relationship, specifically a marriage relationship with the idea of I'm going to be with them only if. Then you're setting yourself up for failure. Just choose, decide. I'm going to be in this marriage because. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a beautiful point. So if you're listening to this, we encourage you, if you know someone who is currently married or moving through different challenges of their marriage, that you send them this episode. And we really hope that maybe you jotted some different practices that you can take down and implement within your relationship or even in your future relationship. Because I think it's a beautiful place to be in just to continue working on something that is maybe one of the most important aspects of life. Mm. It's one of the most beautiful things. I mean, it's, it's, God, create them Adam and Eve. Like, they were walking the garden naked. No shame. Working together, walking hand in hand with God. It's like, that's what we were created to do. We were created to be with another human being. We were created to walk life with another human being. We were created to be able to create life with another human being, not just by ourselves. And I'm not saying that somebody that is just for, like, single and has no desire to be in a relationship. I'm not saying you're wrong. By no means. Maybe your purpose and your passion and your dream is so big that it's you and you. So it's like, in a way, it is two in one. Not everybody's meant to be in a relationship. I think everybody was designed to, and I think some people are not meant for it. And that's okay. But if you are in a relationship, and if you do catch yourself in these spaces where you're back and forth, maybe you're, you're pondering, questioning, inquiring, like Lauren said, share this episode, uh, be in communication, you can even connect them with us. Uh, we love to be a supportive anyway, we, we can. And we thank you for listening. This has been, for us, it's really a cool journey to continue to explore our marriage and to continue to dive into it and to share our practices on how we're improving through it because we're by no means there. This is an ongoing practice and we're glad that you're along the journey with us. Yes, thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.